0: Well, welcome to our podcast. I'm Captain Jonathan Raymer with the Salvation Army here in Augusta, Georgia, uh, and I just wanted to welcome you to the Augusta Croc Church here at the Salvation Army Croc Center. Uh, you can find us on the on our Facebook page. You can find us uh, on our, our websites as well. But I just wanted to uh, invite you in uh, to our podcast. We've just started a sermon series called "Welcome Home." Uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So God bless you, and thank you for joining.
1: Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Well, we are continuing with our Welcome Home series uh, and uh, getting to know some of our core members um, this morning. And this morning we have the wonderful Miss Grace Hamrick. Woo-hoo! Yes. Yes, it's so good to have you this morning here. And thank you for um, allowing us to interview you. Um, don't be scared. I'm all right. Um, <laughs> but, Miss um, Grace, just a couple of questions for you this morning. Um, tell us about how you got where you are now in your
0: faith. Well, I'm going to have to start way back. Here you go. It's Let me tell my name gotcha I'm going to start way back I don't think y'all remember these times uh, actually um, my mother had 10 children I am uh, the next to the youngest and um, my sisters two of my sisters were going to the Salvation Army and that was when it was down on Broad Street and so they would take my sister that's next to me she's two years older and myself and we would go and it got to the point where we were going and my older sisters weren't going. So um, my sister and I got involved with a little bit of everything. We started uh, in junior soldiers. We were sunbeams. We were girl guards. uh, We played in the band and um, we've been doing that for quite a long time and all. To say I'm 76 years old and I had been going to the Salvation Army, I was carried as a baby uh, by these two sisters that um, took it, Brenda and myself. And uh, after a while, they, they sort of fell by the wayside. But Brenda and I started, like I said, playing in the band. Uh, Brenda was um, almost 10 years old, and uh, I was almost eight. And I, I didn't have a choice because we walked to church, and my mother wouldn't let Brenda go by herself. <laughs> so I uh, walked with her. And um, Joe Bennett, who was um, at our church, uh, for was one of the first people I met when I went there. He actually retired in the Salvation Army as a lieutenant colonel, I believe. But he taught Brenda and I how to play our horns. And um, that's where I got my start, and I loved it. And I still love the Salvation Army. Amen. And I love all of you too.
1: Amen, amen. Um, is, there, is there anyone in your life that has been um, like an inspirational uh, person in your life throughout the
0: years? Is this someone who? I can say there's been quite a few. Uh, we had uh, some really, really crooked teachers that were great. Um, they knew the Bible and um, they were always there. We didn't have to uh, wonder from time to time if our teacher was gonna be there, they were always there. And one of them was uh, Dale Kimball um, and Joe Bennett and Faith Bennett, they taught us. Um, and when we were doing uh, core cadets, we learned about the Bible. Um, and most of the time, when we got a little older as we journeyed through our core cadets, from the, high, from the lower grade to the higher grade. Uh, when we got to the higher grade, we had to do a sermon. That's what they call that little message that we had to stand in front of everybody in church right. and do. And uh, that was one of the things that Dale Kimball and Joe Bennett kept pushing us because he was the band director. And he said, if you can stand and play your horn, you can stand and, and read the Bible and give your message. Oh, wow. And so we did that. Um, which was a little unnerving. But, but we loved uh, the Corkadets. That's, that's where we learned a lot about God um, because that's mainly what Corkadets was about back then. Mm-hmm.
1: And what, today, um, what, what, could you, uh, what advice could you give to uh, people today as they go through their journey uh, in faith? Uh, what, what advice could you give them to help
0: them along their, their journey? First, Pray. And I will say that um, sometimes it hasn't been easy. And you maybe want to quit, give up. That's not what you do. Um, God will be with you wherever you go and whatever you do as long as you put your life in his hands. And uh, believe me, we all make mistakes. But God does not hold that against us. He is a forgiving God and he loves us.
1: Well, thank you, Miss Grace. Thank you so much for um, being up here and allowing us to interview you this morning. Um, so, um, as we continue on with um, our work from home series, um, it's just good to, to really get to know um, our core members and get to know their story. Um, so, before we go to our next so I'm going to pray for Miss Grace and um, as we go through this today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for, uh, for, for Ms. Grace and for her testimony, God. And Lord, I pray that you be with her and that family, God, and continue to bless them, continue to protect them, give them the strength and the, and the power that they need to continue on um, in their life, Father God. God, we thank you for Ms. Grace. She's such an amazing person who um, you love, and we, we love her, Father God. We pray that you continue to be with her, and Lord, just be with us through this service. In the name I pray, amen. amen amen God is good all the time all the time good. amen thank you mr John it's, a, it's great to be here in um, his house the Lord's house to first and foremost praise his name and to spend time with the Lord amen, amen. how important it is to spend time with our Lord amen how important it is for us to come to his house, to his presence, um, to worship him and experience his love this morning. Well, as we continue on with our from Home series, um, this morning we are going to look at the story of Ruth and Naomi. And uh, Mr. John had already gave us an intro um, this morning. Thank you for that, Mr. John. Um, it's a very unique story. Where God moved in an amazing way. Um, he, we 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 look at Ruth chapter one in Ruth chapter one. Um, it starts off um, a man named uh, don't 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 want judge me here. A man named Eli um, has taken his family from Bethlehem to Moab because of a fame and his wife is Naomi, and they have two sons, uh, Mahan and Kiran. And these two sons married a Moabite woman, one named Oprah, and the other was Ruth. Uh, but then tragedy strikes. Uh, Enemik dies, Ruth's, I mean, Naomi's husband dies, and 10 years later, um, Naomi's sons die. Um, so, verse 5 of chapter 1 powerfully states her heartbreak was that Naomi was left without her two sons and husband two sons and her husband and a, win- a, a yeah. widow in a strange land have no protection no provider and they came to Moab because of fame but now Naomi, Ruth and Opa. Are widows, and Naomi is headed back home, and she tears, tells her daughter in laws, "Return home. Why will you go with me? I got no more sons. I have no future prospects. It's more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord hand has turned against me." Wow, Ruth is pretty bitter there, right? I mean, that Ruth, Naomi. Excuse me. Naomi's pretty bitter there. Naomi, she just pretty said, you know what? Just go. Let me suffer alone. Just go. So Naomi basically tells her daughters to just, just leave. Um, and so Ru- Ruth and Oprah were still fairly young and they have a chance to start over. But Naomi in her pain says it's too late. For me, um, you can sense the pain that Naomi has. She has feeling lost and hopeless, but Ruth speaks up and says, "I'm not going nowhere. I am not leaving, no matter what." So, in verses 14 and 18 of chapter one, it says this: As they wept aloud again, then Oprah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law was going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or turn, turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you will stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. May you die, I, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you from me. So when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Wow. Ruth demonstrates great faith in this passage, Right? agreeing to go with Naomi to Judea. Unlike her sister Oprah, Ruth is not returning to her homeland, her people, or her gods. She trusts in the living God of Israel, Naomi's God. She trusts Naomi's confidence in God's provision, although she has not seen it. But God sends hope to Naomi by changing Ruth's we can't see around the corner God stands there with a powerful plan filled with his grace in Romans 8, 8 it says this and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose this scripture does not say that everything that happens to God's people is good it doesn't say that It says, wait, watch God work. He would take the most difficult and bitter circumstances and use them for good to accomplish his purpose. God is always working. When you think it's more bitter because the Lord's hand is against you, wait because his hand is really working for you. Hold on. Don't lose faith because the Lord, your God, is with you always. He is always with you. So during this story, we find that Ruth and Naomi are both grieving. They are both grieving. Ruth, grieving the loss of her husband and father-in-law, and then Naomi, a husband, and her son, her two sons. So they are both grieving broken and just hopeless and just grieving and it's then it just didn't know what was next you know but ruth knew that naomi needed her during those days god used ruth to restore naomi's heart god knew that naomi needed someone to help her face the days ahead and god is always working God knows what we need before we realize it. When you think God is miles away, God is right there by your side. But Ruth knew that God, the, Ruth knew that the God that Naomi served is faithful. And she see him at work in Naomi's life. So Ruth wanted to, to be there for Naomi. She wanted to be there and take care of her. And so Ruth trusted God in the face of their uncertainties. She would be an outcast in a land that is not her own. She would live in poverty and a bleak future, but she trusted and had faith that God would be with her and Naomi. And as her faith in God grew, so did the joy in Naomi's heart. Watching and Ruth grew closer to the Lord. So Ruth and Naomi traveled towards Bethlehem. They had no food, had not a whole lot to carry. Uh, they just had the basics, you know. But when they arrived, arrived in the land, the barley harvest was just beginning. And Ruth knew that she had to take care and provide for Naomi. She knew that she had to be that provider. So in chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, it says this, And the Ruth said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain uh, behind anyone who is size I will find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out into a field, began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Enid. So Ruth went to clean in this in his fields, uh, in the fields of a man named Boaz, who was a relative of Naomi. But Ruth continued to glean for grain in the field. But what does the future hold? You know, there they would need to wait for next harvest to get food to eat. Yet Ruth trusted in the providence of God when he when he saw Ruth working there, Boaz. He asked his weepers, "Whose young woman is this?" And they told him that she was a Moabite who had been with Naomi. So Boaz goes and talks to Ruth and praises her for what she is doing for Naomi. In the verse eleven and twelve, it says this: Boaz replied, "I have been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband." How you left your father and mother and, and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. So Ruth, Ruth is a new believer trying to, trying to take care of a bitter woman and those words of Boaz was a breath of fresh air. You know, sometimes you, you face situations where you're just like, I'm done. And you know, the next person that says something to me, if it's not nice, uh, it's bless you. <laughs> right. It's not going to work, you know? So, of course, I pulled it Ruth was just so, like, frustrated and working in the fields, And to hear Boaz comes to her and blesses her and says, You are doing your right thing. You are there for your mother-in-law. You are such a help for her. May God bless you. Wow. It's kind of like, okay, (laughs) you know? But Ruth needed that, you know? So Boaz encouraged and prayed for Ruth. He wants her to be encouraged and blessed throughout her journey. And sometimes God sends people our way to encourage us, to lift us up, to tell us, look, don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. It may be hard right now, but God is still working. He is still holding on to your hands. Sometimes we have that person for someone else to let them know that we see God working in their lives to not give up. And when we we feel that, we need to let them know that. We need to tell people, encourage people, say, hey, you got this. Don't let the world crumble you. You got this. So throughout the story, Boaz watches over Ruth, taking care of her, making sure she has enough food for her and Naomi, and he tells his workers to drop some of the harvest in the fields. So that Ruth can go and pick it up. So by the end of the day, she would have bundles of grain. And she just put threw it on her back and she takes it home to her and Naomi. And as she goes home with all these grain, Naomi is like, What is that? Where did you get that from? What are you, what are you doing? And she, she tells her in verse 19, of chapter two. Her mother-in-law asked her, where did you green today? Girl, where you been? <laughs> Girl, where you been? Where you been at? She said, like, so she goes and she said, like, where did you green today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said, verse 20. The Lord blessed him, Naomi said to her daughter's-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, This man is our close relative. He is one of our guarded redeemers. So Naomi, who started out bitter, has now received a little joy at a time by watching Ruth grow deeper in, in the Lord. So she she... Receives joy because of the blessing that God has to bestow upon them. God will bless us repeatedly because he knows what we need just at the right time. God never stopped blessing Ruth and Naomi. He never stopped blessing us. Amen? Amen. Throughout the story, we see God's hand upon Ruth and Naomi's life. So, Ruth and Naomi... They, go, they talk, they go on a date, Ruth goes other way, do other things and end up getting married, right? They up, Ruth and Boaz end up getting married and was blessed with a child in Ruth chapter 4 verse 16, and it says this, then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The story of Ruth and Naomi is a beautiful example. Of how God, I hear you, is a beautiful example
0: of how God
1: can take a hopeless situation and turn into something glorious. Amen? Amen. The story begins in tragedy with fame and the death of Ruth and Naomi's husbands. But because Ruth is loyal and faithful, God rewards her. Ruth was committed. Her heart was committed to the Lord and to Naomi. When Ruth followed Naomi to Bethlehem, she had no idea about how powerful about the one and true God of Israel. And very few new believers realize how awesome and powerful our God is and how he wants to unleash his power into our lives. The writer of Hebrews 1 verses 3 says this, and he is the radiance of his glory and the exact imprint of his nature, and uphold all things by the word of his power. Ruth speaks to us of many important truths, but none is more evident in our passage than her loyalty and her commitment, her decision is a beautiful picture to us of the kind of commitment we should have in our faith in Lord Jesus Christ and in our Christian walk. Once there was a hen and a pig, chicken, um, who, began, who became very good friends. And one day, um, as they strolled across the barnyard, the hen suggested that since they had never eaten breakfast together, They should do that the next morning. Great idea, replied the pig. What will we eat? So thinking on it for a minute, the hen said, if each of us contributes something to the meal, it would be more meaningful to each of us. Okay, said the pig. So what do you suggest? So again, the the hen stood as, if in a deep thought for a while and then he said, Well I haven't the hand said, I have an idea. Let's have ham and eggs. to go. Where you sleep? I'm going to sleep right there. I'm going to be there for you. That commitment, that love she had for Naomi to be there, to stay there, right there with her, knowing that Naomi needed her, knowing (laughs) that Naomi would be lonely and depressed without someone with her. That commitment that Ruth had, living a Christian life involves great commitment and sacrifice. Great commitment and sacrifice. Ruth was faithful and Ruth was loyal. An old, an old man and a woman, I should say, I see a see citizen to this man and woman, was sitting on the back porch one day as it was a beautiful evening and the man was overcome with emotions. And he looked at his wife and And he just, you know how that, he just stared at her. And he just says, you know what? I'm so proud of you. And she she said, what? (laughs) He said one more time, I'm proud of you. (laughs) And she responds, what? So again, he shouts, I'm proud of you. And she shouts back. I'm tired of you, too. (laughs) The truth is, every relationship has the I'm tired of you moments. Am I right? Amen. But (laughs) but loyalty is a characteristic of never giving up, never quitting. No matter how tough things get, Ruth was faithful and loyal. She was with mother-in-law. There you go. She was a in law But still, she was faithful. Still, she was loyal. She never gave up. A, there are times where it's so hard, but she remains faithful through the commitment she made to Naomi and to the Lord. When time gets hard, we are ready to throw in the towel. We're like, I'm done, Lord. I'm done. But God tells us to don't lose hope. Depend on him and allow him to carry us through those tough times. The relationship that Ruth and Naomi shared gave us gave each of them strength. Ruth and Naomi became living proof that people can change in relationships. That relationships matters. Relationship matters. Relationships gives hope. Relationships with others. Most importantly, our relationship with Jesus gives us hope, gives us peace, gives us everlasting love, changes our hearts. So during this this series, we had had a chance to hear from some, some of our church members, right? And to know more about them. We are all a family, church.
0: All of us
1: in here part of the family. The family of God. We are all here for each other. Amen? Amen. Just like Ruth was there for Naomi and Hebra throughout the journey, we can be there for someone who needs our support <coughs> and kindness to help them along the way. In Ruth chapter 1, Naomi prayed a prayer upon her two daughter-in-law and to find that in verses 8 and 9 this prayer was just, was just amazing for Naomi to pray this, she, even though she was bitter she had that little bit of you know relief in her and in verse 8 and 9 it says this, then Naomi said to her 2 daughters daughter-in-law, go back each of you to your mother's home
0: may yeah. the Lord
1: show kindness Daddy. As you have shown kindness to your husband, your dead husbands, and to me, may the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. She prayed that prayer to her two daughters. May the Lord bless you. May He be with you. God allowed Naomi to see that prayer answered in Ruth's life. Amen? God allowed Naomi to see that take place in Ruth's life. God used a poor widow from a hated nation to bless her mother-in-law, the entire nation of Israel and the whole world through her descendants. Ruth took a step of faith And going with Naomi and trusting that God will be right there. Ruth's story reminds us to walk by faith, to seize the opportunities God placed before us, and to serve others selfishly. Her faithfulness to Naomi encourages us to be faithful to God and to the church. Though, Though God never speaks in the book of Ruth, he works behind the scenes to redeem his people. Church, these days are hard. I'm not going to lie. These days are hard. This past couple months for me has been hard. It's been been a struggle. (sighs) But God is faithful. God is still on but days where I just want to—I'm st- just going to be honest. Days where I just want to stay in my bed and say I'm done. Mm-hmm. The grief is too much. But I'm reminded that God never leaves me. That God will give me the power I need to keep going. No, and He gives me the people to call upon and say, "Hey, I just—I just want someone to talk to." because that's what we need sometimes. Ruth and Naomi had each other. Ruth and Naomi, Ruth was able to work in Naomi's heart by just saying, you know what, Naomi? I'm going to be there for you. I'm not going to leave you. She was encouraging her and giving her the hope, saying, Naomi, you are not going to face this alone. And God is telling us this morning, we're not going to face these hard days alone. God is right there beside us and we have each other to call upon. And say, you know what? you know what, sis, I just I just need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. But the question you know, is, are we going to be able to say, I'm here. Here's my phone number. Call me when you need to. Because we need that. We need that hope. We need that, that love in these hard days. He is still working When we feel hopeless god is right there as we see all through god's word god never fails god never gives up on us aren't you glad that god never gives up on us Amen. even though we, we we make mistakes and we we mess up guess what never gives up on us. He's always there to let us know, my child, I love you, and I'm here right beside you. God never gives up on us. God is always working, and he he, he isn't absent from our current circumstances. He loves us and has redeemed us through his son. His hand moves both in the intimate details of our lives and in the moving pieces of history. He is sovereign and good. As his followers, we are called to become more like him. So this morning, I challenge you to pray. To pray to God asking God to give you the strength to keep on going. Asking God to give you the strength to encourage those who need it the most. Give you the strength to take that step of faith, just like Ruth did. And maybe God has placed someone in your heart this morning that need, that support, a Christian example. And ask God to give you the strength to start that relationship. To start praying for that person. Maybe you just need to sit and say, Lord, I need you like crazy this week. This week is going to be a crazy week, and I need you ten times more, (laughs) you know? God wants us to spend time with Him. God wants us to say, you know what? I need you, Lord. Because
0: this
1: time Is always working because he loves us. He wants the best for us. So wherever you may be facing this week, whenever, whatever is in your head and your heart this morning, I encourage you to say, "Lord, hear this. Lord, help me this week. And those relationships that that we have, maybe we just need to pray about those relationships. Pray for those people that we know that need help during this week or just need encouraging words do that call them up you know sometimes in my own, in my own life well all the time uh, when somebody, when God places a name on my heart or mind I automatically go and start I go up I go call them I call them right in there there's a reason why God placed them on my heart and on my mind and when I call them that they, they needed to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. When God places someone on your mind, it's not just out of coincidence. It's because God placed them on your mind for a reason. Mm-hmm. Just like Ruth and Naomi, just like Ruth committed to Naomi, just like her heart was for Naomi, saying, you Naomi, know mean? I'm gonna be here for you. And because of that, Naomi, life changed. The joy became of overcome that bitterness. And of course the hurt is still there. But now God she will rely more on God and more on his strength. So this morning I encourage you to spend time with him. And say Lord I need you this week. Lord please pray for this person. Lord bless this person. Touch this person. <clears throat> Whatever it may be, Spend time with him this morning. I mean the songs song I'm gonna play this, this morning is it's called He never Never Lost a Battle. Because the battle is not ours. Guess who it belongs to? The Lord's. The battle belongs to the Lord. And he never loses a battle. Just like with the he turned broken hearted to a beautiful, beautiful family. How great is our God.